Welcome to season two of Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is Natalie Dellinger, and I'm thrilled, as always, but specifically today, because how great was that intro music? I decided to mix things up. I wanted to start season two with a new flair, and I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction than I went with season one, but very similar concept. This is a wellness podcast, and it encompasses so many different parts of wellness, and I think wellness is something that is so overused, but also in a good way, because I think it, it could include things like health, fitness, spirituality, yoga, mindfulness, entrepreneurship, passion, traveling, friendship, relationships, growing up, being an adult, being a kid, wherever you are. I think wellness is a theme that we all need to focus on and we all need to figure out what that means to us. And that was really what season one was about. It's like, here are these people who have used their passion or something that kind of interests them in their lives to make a career out of it. And here's how they did it. And here's their story. And the whole point of that was to be in an introductory or rather an introduction to how people who are entrepreneurs, they're just everyday people who happen to have taken the road less traveled and started something on their own. And entrepreneurship is is really buzzing right now. And I think it's for good reason. I think we're realizing that working for big, large companies comes at a cost. And I think there's a time and a place and there's people that are really great at working in offices and they might thrive there. And that's fantastic. But I'm so much more inspired by entrepreneurs that have paved the way for their industry and their business and made it work for them. So that was season one. I hope you guys liked it. I loved it. We're still going to carry on the entrepreneur flair into season two. But if you're new, welcome. So happy to have you guys listening. Just a little thing to begin, I guess. Um, I have an Instagram account, Naturally Nomadic. There's an underscore Check us out there. Also, Not Another Wellness blog is kind of chilling right now. I'm going to revamp that in the fall. I'm excited. I have some ideas. And then Not Another Wellness podcast Gmail account is where you can reach me if you have questions, comments, concerns. But specifically, if you have comments, and especially if they're positive, head over to iTunes and give me a rating on the podcast because that's really, really helpful. That's how they formulate all their analytics and it really matters to have those comments so please take a minute if you would um and give me a rating that'd be awesome really excited to be here i have a really great episode today it's amazing that social media it's such this love or hate kind of thing i think some people are super into social media and then other people are just like why are we wasting our time on social media completely understand both sides of that but social media connected me to this podcast guest. And I don't know that I would have met her at the same timing if I hadn't had social media. So she saw my Naturally Nomadic Instagram account. Funny enough, I'm pretty sure I stumbled across her Instagram account as well. And she sent me a message about a week and a half ago and was like, hey, Nat, (laughs) I love your podcast topics. Do you have any interest in teaming up with me for a podcast all about energetic anatomy and body psychology? I mean, First of all, that was like a big milestone. I think I wanted to start season two using her episode because she was the first person who reached out to me who I didn't know already. This episode is with Becca Filio. She is a yoga therapist 
who specializes in trauma recovery support and emotional healing for women. And this episode was amazing because Becca really opened up and shared her story with us and how she got into yoga therapy and why she got into yoga therapy and how she can help people by providing space for them to dig deep and find the wounds and find the blockages and find where we're carrying our stress or our problems or and you know what that looks like physically in the body and it just seems like a really amazing amazing way to get to know yourself and hopefully find energetic release in your body would be so grateful if you could let go of some of those things in your past we all have them we're all human and they look different for everyone so becca you're amazing. You're such a strong woman. It was so nice to meet you. And I can't wait for the rest of you to hear this. So enjoy. All right. Thanks for joining me. This is Natalie and not another wellness podcast. And today I am sitting here with Becca Filio. And she's a yoga therapist who specializes in trauma recovery support and emotional healing for women. We were talking a little bit before we started recording and just it, just tell us a little about like your little background uh-huh. and then how you became this and then I definitely want to go into body psychology. Cool. Okay. So, I'm Becca. When I was 4 years old, I had a childhood trauma. Um, And it really impacted the way I grew up and the way I interacted with my life and my relationships. And when I was 16 years old, I ended up in the hospital because I had so much anxiety and depression and I suffered from an eating disorder. I was a self-harmer. There was a lot going on and it all can be tied back into this childhood trauma um, and the things that kind of resulted from that. So last summer, about a year ago, I went down to Florida to this yoga institute. It's called the Amrit Yoga Institute. My very good friend told me about it because she's done some trainings there. And she was like, you know, I think you're just going to love this place. Go try it out. It's a little escape right next to the Ocala National Forest. So it's like right near the Salt Springs. It was in August. So really hot days versus nice, cool spring forest days. It was nice. And I went down for this yoga therapy 10-day training. And I had no idea what to expect. But You know, I was like, okay, I'm into yoga. Uh, Yoga helped me get over some stuff, so maybe this will help push me further. And, you know, why not? Just to stop you there before you get back into the story. So what were the ways that you turned to yoga? How did you even find yoga? I was hospitalized when I was 16. And when I got out of the hospital, I had been on so much medication. And the medication is actually what ended up putting me in the hospital in the first place because it made my symptoms a lot worse. And when they found that out, they kept increasing the dosage and changing medication instead of just taking me off the medication and trying something else. Wow. So I ended up in the hospital. And by the time I got out of the hospital, I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom by myself. Um, There were no knives or scissors in the house because everybody thought that I was going to hurt myself. And I didn't quite trust myself at that point either. And I was really just over it. I was like, okay, there has to be another way where I don't have to feel like this every day. Like, I cannot live like this anymore. And so my best friend at the time, like, dragged me out of the door by my hair to a yoga class down the street. And she was like, come on, you have nothing to lose. Just try it. 
I grew up a dancer, so I had always been really fond of like movement and body awareness and it really helped. And so I went to this yoga class and I had no idea what I was doing, but I was pretty good at it because I was a dancer. So I already had the, yeah, I was flexible and I was like, okay, I can get along with this. And I was laying down at the end of the yoga class in Shavasana and I was, I just remember thinking to myself like, holy shit, like something about this can like turn my life around. Something about this can save my life. Such an epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, It was just like, oh my God, like where has this been all my life? What have I been doing? And yeah, I know. So, you know, I practiced for, you know, a year and a half, two years after that. And then I got my teaching certification and then I went on a year later to get my yoga therapy. So I went down to this 10 day training in Florida, not knowing what to expect. And we were working with each other to learn the techniques. And on the second day of the training in front of 25 complete strangers in the middle of the forest, (laughs) I I had the biggest emotional, visceral, somatic release I think anybody has ever had. I, for an hour and a half, was screaming and crying and rolling around on the floor. Um, I had no idea that that could even happen to a person. I had no idea that it was okay for that to happen. I think it's kind of hidden in our society that that is needed to happen. Um, Because when animals suffer trauma, if you look at a prey animal, if it survives the trauma, it will stand and just shake because... It has to let its nervous system get rid of all the adrenaline and the cortisol and all of those stress hormones. That are built up inside. Right. And as humans, we've lost that ability to evolution. Like, it's not socially acceptable to go outside and just start shaking. Like, no, don't be scared. Deal with it. Like, Like, swallow your pride and just, like, deal with it. Don't talk about it. Like, toughen up. It's fine. Right. So, you know, I'm laying on the floor not knowing what's happened. But inside, I'm like, okay, something about this again, like this feels right. This feels good. This feels like it needs to happen. So I'm going to go along with it. I know that I have 25 plus people around me that if anything does go wrong, have the ability to call an ambulance and, you know, figure it out. But I'm coherent. I'm thinking I can hear everybody talk. I just can't stop crying. I just can't stop screaming. Wow. And that must have been, I don't even, I mean, witnessing that. And then also it sounds like you're having like an inner outer body body experience at the same time. Right. Like what is this? It's like I was there, but it's like my body was there, but my mind was somewhere else because I was actually so relaxed. I wasn't afraid that I was dying. I was like, okay, this is weird and I don't understand it, but I feel okay. Like I feel like this is right. And the trainer of the program just came over and, you know, the person who was practicing on me was like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) I just heard her say like, no, like this is what's supposed to happen. This is what we're here to do. This is what we're here to gift people. Because for 16 years, she's been holding all of this inside of her and she had no idea. And now she's able and she feels safe enough with you, with with a complete stranger to let it all go. Like that's a gift. So as soon as I heard that, and my eyes were closed because I was in the, in the, you know, the process of releasing. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, this is good. Like, she knows what this is. When you're, when you're having that big of an emotional release, you can't stop it. Like, your, your body decides to let it go. It's going to let it go. And, you know, the, the trainer of the program and a few other assistants who were there who have gone through the training and who have worked with other clients with this, like, who know that this is okay, stayed and just sat around me and um, every now and then would say, you're safe. This is okay. We're here in, through, and out. Like, that's our motto is, like, it comes in, it goes through, and it goes out. Um, the emotion, the experience, the trauma, whatever it is. And... Um, after like an hour and a half of having that happen, I was laying on the floor and I could, you know, I felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> really? I felt so high. Like, 
I opened my eyes and my perception was different. It was an out-of-body experience. Like, I came back into my body and I opened my eyes after my body had settled down and I stopped twitching around. My body physically changed, I think. I took that rest of the night off because I had a lot to process and try to understand. After that, I had eight more days left of the training and a few days later it happened again. Not as intense, but it happened again. We were, lo- we were working on a different part of the body. So, of course, different parts of the body hold on to different things and different experiences and different emotions. So a few days later, it happened again, and then it kept happening, and everybody else started having little moments here and there. And so. I liked what you were saying about the chakras and how the first release that you had mm-hmm. was the – what chakra was it? The again? root chakra. The root chakra, which you're saying is like the – It's our foundation. foundation. Like, so if you think of a house, um, if the foundation is crooked – or it's wobbly, the rest of the house is not going to be stable. It's not going to be safe to live in. You think of the body like that. If you think of your, you know, metaphysical, energetic, emotional foundation, if you grew up, uh, in my case, you know, I had a single mother as an only child. And when I was four years old, she got really sick. She was in the hospital for four months. She wasn't able to hold me. She went in and out of surgery like every week and she was terminal. Like, she was told that there was nothing else that they could do for her, and she miraculously is now recovered in remission. She had Crohn's disease, and now she's totally fine. And, you know, singing, dancing around the kitchen, doing embarrassing mom things. <laughs> and she's probably going to listen to this later and be like, oh, come on, back." <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> A four-year-old brain doesn't have the capacity to begin to comprehend everything that's going on. The fear of being an orphan. I mean, my grandparents were in the picture, and they would have stepped up, um, and they were going to, but... Still, that's your parent. I grew up without a father. You know, four years old, if your mother is dying, if you're told that your mother is not going to be there anymore in a few weeks, what what are you supposed to do? So that foundation was not solid to begin with. Like, that stability was never there. That feeling of safety and security was never there. And so then I went through my entire life up until this point thinking that at any moment the rug could be swept up from under me, I could be abandoned, I could be alone, and... With those beliefs literally living in my nervous system, in my subconscious mind, imagine all of the things I did throughout my life to try to find stability, to, you know, date this guy and sleep with this guy. And, oh, yeah. You know, I hear you. Uh, what's it? Um, codependent relationships and just really um, unhealthy healthy boundaries and, you know, attachments and stuff Attachments like that. to things. That's, what, that's right. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, how do you make yourself more grounded when you don't really know that you're not grounded, like you, yeah. you just you're, you're just reaching for all of these external things to try to make you feel whole and safe. Yeah. And the problem isn't outside of yourself. It's and it's not even a problem. It's just an imbalance. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I'm broken. Can you fix me? It's OK. You're not broken. You have an imbalance like the wholeness is still there. It's just kind of buried underneath everything else. And it's skewed because perception is your own. Everybody has a different reality. Mm-hmm. And when you change your perception, you change the way you live. So that's kind of what this did for me. Wow. Um, yeah. It's amazing that even at 16, you found, which I think is young, mm-hmm. you found yoga. You found the thing that was going to build you back up. Right. At an age where some people are like, Drink alcohol. Yeah. Smoke. Like, like, I don't know. Like, not thinking about yeah. self-care, not thinking about anything. Because your right. brain at that point is, like, crazy. Non- I feel like the hormones <laughs> and then, like, the yeah, like, drinking, like, going, doing things that are just 
you know, what teenagers yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. I was talking to my boyfriend the other day because it was my birthday a few days ago. And I was like, you know, I keep thinking that I'm like way older than I am. <laughs> In a good way. Like, I'm like, I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, we're like 24, 25. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I'm turning 21 (laughs) and he's 22. (laughs) Like, I forgot how little and and young we are and how much time we have. On the scale of life. And when you look it up, when you make like a ruler and you put where 20 is and then you put where like 75, 80, 90, it's like, how am I supposed to? It's such I'll a give fraction. yourself some some credit yeah. here because the fact that you made it this far and right. have somewhat found your way, right? It's remarkable because yeah. it's not a lot of time. So you you got this training in um, in Florida. Mm-hmm. What was it like coming back to your life that you? Left? Yeah. Um. So the one kind of example that I give people that really makes sense is because my mom was so sick and because I was so young, growing up, I was never able to give her a hug for too long. I was never able to tell her I loved her. When she said, I love you, I would always just say me too. Like I would kind of avoid getting really close and attached to her. Um, we were never really too close. I would always fight her on a lot of stuff. And that was, you know, unbeknownst to me until this experience, that was all just fear of losing her and fear of being abandoned and fear of being on my own. So I didn't want to get too close to her because I didn't want to get hurt. That makes sense. Um, In a really sad way. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, you know, a few months after the training, I just realized, like, I have no problem with it now. Like, I go up to my mom and I'm just like, hi. Like, I love you. Like, I – there's something about it that just changed. And it's not something that I consciously chose to change. It's not something that I did. It's just the experience of having all of that fear leave my system Mm. made – room and made space for me to have that healthy relationship with my mother and of course she's my mother and we still you know get in disagreements yeah. and she still bothers me and you know all that good stuff typical but mother daughter typical um, mother daughter stuff <laughs> relationship um, yeah but it, it's not the end of the world anymore it's like oh that's normal and I still love her anyways mm-hmm. so that relationship really changed and then you know like now I'm in the first healthy relationship I've been in my entire life and you know I have things going for me and you know five years ago I never would have pictured my life the way it is right now I would have pictured myself unhappy and unfulfilled and unsatisfied and struggling to you know keep going yeah Um, what do you think the biggest change with how you viewed yourself before and after that What did that look That's like? a good question. It's going to actually make me tear up thinking about oh. the answer in a good way. Because I think I'm realizing the change, like the, the amount of change that's happened. I think before I always viewed myself as a victim. And now it's like, okay, that stuff happened to me, but I'm not a victim of it. Now I view it as a gift because if that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast. I wouldn't have had these beautiful experiences, met these amazing people, and been able to bring this to other people. And I truly believe that this healing is my purpose here. Like, this feels so right to the point where I I crave to, like, give it and share it to people. People that have been through hard things are the ones Mm -hmm. that have the most to give. Because if you haven't been there, if you haven't felt what pain feels like or what that feeling feels like, you might not ever be able to sympathize in a way Mm -hmm. with somebody or I don't know and that's a general statement but I it seems to be pretty common theme and it's it's what you just said it's like looking at a negative situation and a a, something that was completely out of your control 
and that you could have looked at and said, mm-hmm. I'm a victim of this and saying, but look what it's given me. Yeah. And look at the path that I've been on and I'm, I'm in a good place. So it can't be, right. I can't be angry can't at be it. I can't be angry anymore like, because yeah, I have this and You can this only is go good. forward. You right. can't. And that's something I'm learning still is that you can't go back and relive and you can't go back and change and you can't go back and fix. You can take what you have and you move forward in the best way that you can. And I think that's true with everybody, regardless of what you've been through. And what is, it is. Yeah. You're human. That's how humans work. And for some reason, it is so hard for us to get that through our heads. Right. <laughs> and I don't think most people go through that at 16. I feel like a lot of people don't go through like the self-work until older. And, mm-hmm. and Well, I mean, it's... It's the hardest work you will ever have to do in your life because it forces you to look in the mirror and see things about yourself that you might not like and see things about yourself that you're ashamed of and things that you wish you could change but you can't. It takes a lot of empathy and courage to break the pattern. Um, And actually before I came here, my boyfriend had to give me a kick in the ass because I had spent the last four days in my bed watching Grey's Anatomy because I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting older. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And he's like, Becca get off your ass and like do what you're passionate about yeah come back Where'd and of course go? as soon as he said that i got mad at him and i you know took it out on him yeah. because that's what we do is we protect ourselves in any way that we can and yeah. um but now of course talking about it and before i came here i was like oh my god he's so right what have I been doing? <laughs> we all need that little reminder yep it's so true <laughs> so how has this turned into you know trauma recovery support mm-hmm. and emotional healing and and for women I mean people often ask me like why only women and it's not because I'm discriminating it's not because I'm insensitive it's because I am a woman and I can only experience I can only understand a woman's perspective and if I this is this is something immoral for me that I hold very closely to my heart if I can't give somebody 100% it's not fair to them and it's not fair to me And I'm putting them in a situation where I'm sacrificing their best interest. Um, And so personally for me, I don't feel like I could give men that 100% because I don't have the unique perspective that it requires to work with trauma recovery in men. Um, Yeah, I think that's fair. So, you know, that's the women part is I'm a woman through and through. I've experienced, you know, the same things that most women experience every day. And I get it. And I think there's a level of sisterhood and um, relationship there that is just not able to easily formulate with men. Mm -hmm. Um, And the trauma recovery support is really because of my own experiences and what I've been through Um, and being okay calling it trauma, being okay calling myself a survivor of trauma, being okay understanding that we all have trauma it's not just people who are in traumatic car accidents or are in you know um cults that you know do inappropriate things with children it's everybody experiences trauma at some point in their life we're never just a clean perfect healed slate everybody has stuff yeah and there's an argument that we're born with some of this trauma too yeah from past lives which is a whole different thing so into that's a whole other thing it's like you can't think yeah there's other factors Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So that's the trauma so recovery true. support is that, you know, everybody's been there and being okay calling it that is one of the most important steps to healing is owning it. And, you know, even the 12-step programs for recovering alcoholics is the first step is recognizing that you have a problem or recognizing that you have something in you that needs to be healed. What do you think about or how do you approach someone who's not ready to call it trauma? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... 
if they weren't ready to heal, they wouldn't come to That's me. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and like regardless people... of, again, regardless of where this person shows up, they are still showing up. And my job is to give them one hundred percent of the best possible, um, or hold the best space for them that I can, and give them the tools that I can at that moment that they are willing to accept. And even on my website, I say I will never force you to go anywhere you're not ready, willing, or able to go. Like this is your journey. I am here to hold space for you. It's not about me. It's not about my vendetta. It's not about how good or bad I am. It's about you know, you come to me for help, I'm going to do the best I can to help you. You know, eventually, like, people get there. They get there. But it's all patience and time and, you know, easier said than done. But <laughs> So what does that look like when somebody finds you, comes to you with something? Mm-hmm. How, what is that yeah. experience like? So I have an intake form. Um, and I usually send, you know, there's a waiver involved because it is hands-on body work. It's very similar to Thai massage. Um, so I am working close and intimately with somebody physically. Um, so there is a waiver and then there's an intake form. And I like to call this the Ayurvedic psychology checklist. Ooh. Um, so it's all about Eastern psychology. And for those of you who don't know, Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. So yoga is um, the spirituality and the philosophy. And then Ayurveda is the healing protocol. So it's kind of like Western medicine. It's their Eastern medicine, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ayurvedic psychology is all about how different energies and emotions, because emotions are just physical energy manifested mentally. That's all it is. It's physical energy manifested mentally. You know, it's an Ayurvedic symptom che- checklist and you go through and you circle things that you're experiencing. Um you know, feelings of depression, feelings of uh, nervousness, um, feelings of overreacting, uh, blind rage, manipulation, control, stuff like that, uh, addiction. And these are all symptoms. They don't just come out of nowhere. Nobody's born wanting to be addicted to something. There's a reason behind it. Right. So this kind of checklist allows me to see where these symptoms are coming from ayurvedically. Is it related to the doshas? Yes, it is. It's related to the doshas and the chakras. So it's really cool. As a yoga teacher, you learn about energetic anatomy. You learn about the chakras. You learn the basic Basic functions of the chakras. But in this training, you learn all about um, the Ayurvedic tendencies behind these imbalances. So vata is an imbalance of fear. Kapha is an imbalance of the feeling of rejection. And pitta is a feeling of sadness. So these are the three Ayurvedic pre-emotions. And these are the main emotions that everybody has at some point or another. It's everybody, everybody faces fear, sadness, or rejection at some point in their lives. Absolutely. It's a rule. Right. Um, and, you know, based on how you deal with it, whether or not you do deal with it, it creates imbalances and physical and emotional symptoms in the body. Um, so, you know, somebody who, again, went through a trauma like me where I grew up having a lot of fear of abandonment that manifested as feeling like I needed to control a situation, feeling like I needed to have every possible person love me, take care of me, because if one of them left, at least I would have somebody else. Yeah. You know, and those emotions live in different parts of the body. I get all of this information from this one checklist because it wow. tells me what imbalance you have, it tells me what emotion you're not dealing with, and it tells me where it lives because they're all one and the same. Basically, mm-hmm. they all go together. So, you know, fear is the vata imbalance, and that lives in our root chakra, like I was telling you about. It makes sense once you start thinking about it. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? Because if you don't have that sense of security and safety, you're going to be afraid 
And you're going to want to try to latch on to things and control the situation so that you do feel more secure. And for me, I actually grew up and still struggle with some just little bits of OCD. Um, but for me, I see it as a symptom of what I've been through and my subconscious mind's way of channeling that and searching for some sort of stability and control. It's so, it's so fascinating. There's something so beautiful about understanding your tendencies and not mm-hmm. seeing them as solely negative or like something you're stuck with it understanding that it's like a byproduct of so many other things or what you've been Mm -hmm. through or it takes the power away or maybe you know it doesn't make it seem so scary like okay you've a little OCD but like yeah well it's okay because you know you're still dealing with these things and right I think with Western Western medicine a lot of times we tend to just slap a band-aid on the problem and go about our day and pretend it's not there anymore. And you know, Western medicine can be I'm not dissing Western medicine. Western medicine can be very helpful. It saved my mother's life. Um and so I, I know it. the value of it. There's yeah. a place for it. But there's also a place for uh something else. And with Eastern medicine, with Ayurvedic psychology, it's not about slapping a band-aid on the problem and walking away it's about getting down to why the problem exists in the first place and helping yourself heal and move on from it so and that's that's how you evolve that's how you move forward um because if you don't deal with it in out and th- in through and out it's going to keep following you around until you do and manifesting physically yep. in these either emotions or like behaviors like you were mm-hmm. saying like dealing with that and then not ever finding a way to like understand or that Mm -hmm. can really affect someone's life yeah well it affects your relationships and it probably leads to a lot of feelings of shame and you know self-doubt and uh rage against the self which of course just exacerbates the problem so when you're not when you're not bringing things to the light and when you're not giving them the awareness and the space that they need to heal you are letting them kind of knot up and tangle and um, ingrain themselves into your physical body. A simple example of this is when you're stressed out, your shoulders get tense at the end of the day. That's a physical manifestation of an emotion. Everybody gets that now and then. I have that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, simple, you know, it happens to everybody and can't deny it anymore. So people come to you, they you kind of give them this little exam of their life or uh-huh. kind of figure out what could be going on. <laughs> right. And then... What happens after that? From that information, I gather, you know, what chakra and what emotion is most out of balance right now. Like, I don't know. There's two separate ways to approach it. And I kind of just go with my intuition on this. Either what's most present for you now or what is causing all of this other stuff. And I think it just depends on where the person is at emotionally and how much they can handle at that time. If somebody comes to me for the first time, we're probably not going to dive right into the deep stuff right? because, you know, how do you know that this is going to be good? You don't trust me yet. Um, you have to peel the layers back right, a little bit. Right. Moving slowly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I have a client who I've been working with for a few months now and we go right down to the nitty gritty and, and she's like, oh, wow, this makes sense. <laughs> Depending on, you know, which route I decide, I choose, you know, the shocker to work on. And then there's a physical kind of Thai massage-ish sequence that I go through that I, you know, assist the body in. And I just, you know, kind of move your body in certain ways and we get to certain poses. And then I guide you in some meditation, some awareness, different coping strategies, different breathing techniques, really just depending on the situation and what I'm feeling and what comes up. And a lot of times people will have release right there on the spot. A lot of times people have to come back three or four times before they really tap into it and allow themselves to go there. And sometimes it doesn't happen at all. And that's okay because I always say 
The energy body has a mind of its own. It will decide when, where, and how to release. It is not up to you. You can't rationalize it. You can't make it happen. You make space for it. If it's ready to happen, it'll happen. Mm. If it's not, no expectations. But you're here to heal, and that's the best you can do. I mean, it's really fulfilling, and I think when you go into a regular therapy session, and I'm a fan of therapy. I've been going to therapy. I still go to therapy. It's a lot of times people get turned off by it because it's somebody sitting there telling you all your problems and how to deal with them. But when you come to me, it's not me sitting there telling you how to fix yourself. It's you coming to me and saying, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. And it, I'm not doing anything, really. I'm just holding space for you to have your own experience. Just listening to something about this, and I think it was a podcast, and they were talking about something called a woman's circle or circling. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this term? Yeah. Okay. And I'm li- sitting there like, do, 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 okay. Like, who do, you know, I'll, I'm very open with like my personal life or problems I have my go-to people but the way we help each other Mm quote-unquote is to provide our um, advice our advice our perspective our experience you know give to that person Mm -hmm. and what you're saying and what this lady was saying about the circling is creating a space and it's all about not giving advice but just listening and just Mm -hmm. being open also when we're seeking outside of ourselves for all of the answers to our problems we're giving our power away we're letting other people control our decisions we're letting other people control how we uh function how we heal but nobody knows how to heal yourself better than you do right and no one can do it but it's scary and it's hard but if you want to heal yourself it has to come from within um, I want to ask you about your tattoos. Okay. I'm them, <laughs> and I remember them. seeing them um, when I met you yeah. at the yoga class. And I was like, wow, those are, those are big words. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what they are. Um, okay. So on my collarbones, I have gratitude on one side and compassion on the other. And probably listening throughout this podcast, you've noticed those two themes in what I have to say. Um, but I actually got these tattoos about a year ago. And I got them because my mom gave me a kick in the ass one day. And I, again, was sitting there having a moment of doubt and pity and, you know, poor me. Uh, My life sucks. Why do bad things always happen to me? Feeling shameful. But she told me at the end of the conversation is, Becca, have gratitude for where you've been and compassion for yourself. Because without those two things, you're not going to get anywhere. And the next day, I rushed to the tattoo shop and (laughs) got them on me. And some might say that's impulsive, and I totally agree. (laughs) I Um, totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Totally impulsive. But But it's beautiful. Every time I look in the mirror, I see these words. And Mm -hmm. every time somebody sees me walking down the street, they see these words. And I've had people get offended. I've had people come up to me and say, why do you think you have business to, like, you know, walk around with these two words? And I've also had people come up to me and say... Thank you for having these tattoos. I needed to see this today. It's a gift for myself, but it's also a gift for when I'm walking down the street. Like, it's a little reminder, like, yo, have some gratitude. Have some compassion for yourself because I bet you've been through hell and back and you're still here. So how can how can people find you? Um, okay, so I teach out of a studio in Norwalk called Yoga 203. We just opened in the new year. It's right Great on Wall studio. Street. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. And I teach there on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, 1030 in the morning. I also work out of the studio, so I have my office there. That's where I see clients. And, you know, I have a Facebook page, I have a website, I have a phone number, I have an email. Like, I'm all over the place. And so. we'll link all of them. But what is your, like, Instagram handle? Uh, so my Instagram handle is bodywiseyt. So my 
business name is Body Wise Yoga Therapy. Um, Body Wise Yoga Therapy is a little too long for Instagram. So Body Wise YT <laughs> is my Instagram. It's also my website is bodywiseyt.com. Um, and on my website, especially, you can find all information about what I do, why I do it, how I do it, where I am, how to get in touch with me, how to book, all that good stuff. Awesome. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And I've been following you. And it's so authentic, actually, to come Thank back you. to that word, to yeah. follow you and to see and like experience a little bit of your journey thank you yeah so thank you for sharing that with us thanks you so much this was this was so meant to happen thank you i know i'm so happy this happened (laughs) i yeah amazing (laughs) and thanks again 